Welcome to The Socialist Program. This is the audio of our monthly seminar. Subscribe and support this programming at patreon.com slash the socialist program to join live once a month and ask Brian Becker your questions and listen to them as soon as they come out. Thanks so much for your help in keeping this independent show going. We can make this program with you, but not without you. I want to say a few words about January 6th, and then I want to open the floor, if we can, for questions. From our point of view, as you know, as listeners to the show, unlike others on the left who I think sadly minimized what happened, we did not minimize the events on January 6th at all. This was a seditious conspiracy instigated by the President of the United States, his top advisors, obviously with support from some elements within police structures, including command structures, perhaps including the sergeant at arms of the House of Representatives in the Senate. We'll see about that. The sergeant of arms from the House of Representatives not only resigned, but fled apparently that night, the night of January 6th, when the media showed up at his home at the Watergate Hotel. Neighbors said he left. He left his property in Nevada. He fled. There were, um, you know, the calls, as you know, for backups, for reinforcement from the National Guard that were made by the mayor of D.C., Muriel Bowser, and by the chief of the Capitol Police, Stephen Sund, who fell on his sword and took responsibility for it. But he was pleading with the Department of Defense to release troops to come and reinforce, even after the Capitol was breached, even after those police who were fighting the fascists uh, we're losing that fight. He appealed to the DOD shortly after 2 p.m., and the troops only came after 5.45 p.m. When you think about the fact that this is the seat of government, that the elected members of the House and Senate were cowering, they were sheltering in place, violent mobs were rampaging, they were chanting, hang pens, hang pens, kill, kill, find McConnell, find Pelosi. These are the representatives, the elected representatives of government. When you think about the fact that they and their lives were literally in danger and other people were dying on the scene at the Capitol in a city which is the most policed per capita city probably anywhere in the country, maybe anywhere in the world, and no reinforcements, it's quite clear that this was a major operation. And we felt in the days right afterwards You know, some people said, well, what do you think about Twitter censoring Trump's Twitter account? I mean, if Twitter does that to right wingers and Trump, won't they do it to us? And we were like, wait, that's not the right way to look at this. Twitter and Facebook are already censoring leftists. They've already been taking down leftist pages. That's happened to organizations I've worked with. I would look at it a different way. The president of the United States can carry out a violent seditious conspiracy to attack and disperse the U.S. Congress and his only punishment was that he lost his social media platform. I mean, I think that might be a better way of looking at it. And we were stunned by the seeming passivity or paralysis of the capitalist ruling class in America, which has this immense power. I mean, they spend almost a trillion dollars a year on military uh, every year. They know how to invade other countries and bomb them and carry out coup d'etats and they can't defend their own Capitol building when it's under violent attack. Uh, and they can't take you know, the bull by the horns. And we were also thinking, well, impeaching Trump after he's left office, like what's the big deal? It was a shocking level of 
passivity on the part of this ruling class. And I think the reason for it is, one, they were stunned by the event. They were taken off guard. Two, I think there was a lot of uncertainty in the government about how deep the conspiracy went. How high up did it go and how far reaching was it within the Pentagon or within different police agencies? So there was fear. There was the forces who were the targets of the attack were, were stunned and they were fearful. And the military didn't speak. The FBI didn't have any major press conferences. People were being arrested for misdemeanors. It was, we were really concerned in the first five days after or six days after January 6th that the fascist forces in America seem to be having the initiative. And we don't minimize that. We don't play that down. I think it would be foolhardy for any of us who consider ourselves progressive to minimize the danger of fascism. You know, Germany was not a right-wing country before Hitler seized power. Germany was the most progressive country in Europe. It had a big communist party, the biggest socialist party, in 1910, before World War I, one out of every three delegates in the Reichstag, the parliament, were members of the Socialist Party. Germany had a, a robust labor movement. It had a pioneering women's rights movement. It had really the first movement in Europe of what later became the global gay rights movement, or what we would now say is the LGBTQ movement. That started in Germany. It was a progressive movement. And the fascists didn't seize power Hitler didn't seize power in 1933. Hitler was appointed chancellor by Hindenburg, who was a right center politician. And the industrialists and the military who were not Nazis made a compromise with the fascists and thought we can tame Hitler. He can be sort of our attack dog against the left. But it turned out that, that the fascists tamed them. And the carnage that ensued for the left ultimately for the Jewish people, not only in Germany, but throughout Eastern and Central Europe, for the Roma people, for gay people. I mean, for all of those who died in World War II, 86 million people in five years. That all happened very dynamically. It would be foolhardy for us as progressives to minimize the danger of fascism. Fascism is organic within the capitalist system Ultimately, we need socialism, but in the meantime, we also need to be able to build united fronts among all of those who are the potential targets of fascism to come together and fight it and to resist it. Now, everything changed in the last 48 hours because as you all know, the military, all eight generals who constitute the Joint Chiefs of Staff, including Mark Miley, issued a letter to all 1.3 million members of the armed forces Essentially, it says we are bound to defend the Constitution and the Congress, and we won't tolerate insurrection and sedition. Those are the words of the generals. And reminding people in the military that it's not only against the oath and the tradition and the values, as they put it, of the military, it's against the law, meaning it's not only a statement of support against Trump generally for the public, it's a warning to members of the military you will be prosecuted if you engage in sedition, insurrection, or seditious conspiracy. Given the fact that this letter comes yesterday, January 12th, nine days after the 10 secretaries of defense 
living secretaries of defense issued that remarkable, extraordinary op-ed where they warned Christopher Miller, who was appointed by Trump to be secretary of defense after Trump fired Mark Esper just three days after the election. Don't do it. Don't use the military to intervene in the elections. They would never have made such an extraordinary public document if they did not know that there was discussion going on within the military about using the American military to intervene to alter the election outcome. At the same time as the, the military did that yesterday with this amazing letter from the Joint Chiefs of Staff, you had the FBI, Michael Sherwin, finally have a big press conference where they announced, don't anyone misunderstand our arrests of a few people on misdemeanors. We are going to arrest hundreds. We are coming for you. We are going to charge you with sedition. And sedition, of course, is punishable by 20 years in prison. At the same time, all the capitalist uh, corporations are uniting against Trump. Oddly, it was the Conservative National Association of Manufacturers, which is very right wing, which put out the strongest statement condemning Trump and blaming him for the insurrection the day after it on January 7th. But now the rest of the corporate America are breaking ties with Trump. Deutsche Bank, along with Signal Bank, which are two of the principal sort of financial lifelines for Trump. Trump owes Deutsche Bank $400 million. They've broken ties. I'm sure they're not breaking ties about collecting their money, but they're not going to do additional business. All kinds of corporate and institutional entities are breaking their ties with Trump. And Trump, I just saw it on the news right before this meeting started where Trump got on the air and said, no matter if you're a Democrat or a Republican, right or left, violence is intolerable. We're going to come after you. We're going to find you. We're going to convict you like his minions are being abandoned by their commander in chief because Trump is on the ropes right now. He's finished politically, but you know, we used to make fun of the Democrats always saying the walls were closing in on Trump during the Russiagate stuff because none of that turned out to be true and it, because Russiagate wasn't true. But in this point, Trump is in a corner. He is in a real corner. And he's also aware that as of 12.01 p.m., January 20th, he loses immunities. Maybe he'll pardon himself. Nobody's done that before. But either from charges of sedition or state charges for Paul Manafort style crimes, money crimes, many of which, you know, Trump and Manafort and almost all the businesses, especially real estate, engage in. Trump is heading for a long legal process. Finally, a fascist movement, to the extent that it succeeds, needs a charismatic leader. That's all for this preview. If you'd like access to the rest of this seminar and our entire archive of exclusive seminars with Brian Becker, become a patron at patreon.com slash the socialist program. We are an independent show and we cannot make this programming without you. Thanks so much for your support. 